Hey everyone, and welcome to Life Told by a Stranger, the podcast where we pose the same four questions to each guest and get life advice to put our minds at rest. I'm your host in Yellow Lake, and today I'm here with Tara. Hello. <laughs> Tell us about where you grew up. I grew up on a farm slash ranch. We had cattle and crops in South Dakota, eight miles south of a tiny little town called Geddes, mm-hmm. population 252, decimal <laughs> point. Um, and it was wonderful. It was a wonderful childhood. Open spaces, virtually no crime, the kind of place where it was okay for people to walk into your house and drop something off on the counter, doors weren't locked, car doors weren't locked, house doors weren't locked, people were neighborly. Um, it, was a, it was a really, truly wonderful childhood. Wow, that yeah. sounds cool. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> do you have any siblings? I do. I have an older sister um, and a younger brother, but we're all within about a year and six months, and I think a year and eight months is the difference oh, between okay. one of us. Very close in age. Oh, okay. So do you guys... Does that make you guys get along more or get along less? (laughs) Uh, I'd say we all get along pretty well, but I'm much closer to my sister um, than I am with my brother, not for any particular reason. That's just the way it's turned out. So Mm -hmm. I do um, uh, spend a bit more time with my sister and know her better as a person, I would say, than I do my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about your job. What do you do? Okay, I work for the Department of State, the Foreign Service. I am an office manager So I could work for a variety of different departments in an embassy, in a U.S. embassy, generally overseas. Mm -hmm. Um, And currently, I just finished a two-year assignment in Nairobi, Kenya, and I was the office manager for the security department there. So uh, I just handle logistics, general administrative duties for the office, like time and attendance, um, I handled access for the embassy when I was working for security, so who could come in and making sure they put in access requests if they mm-hmm. have any problems, um, helping them resolve those issues. Oh, okay. So tell them about where, where are you going next? I am next uh, in August, early August. I will be going to the Dominican Republic, to Santo Domingo. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. Have you ever been there before? No, I have never been anywhere in the Caribbean or that general area. Mm -hmm. Is it strange to adjust because you lived there two, three years? So is it like, what's it like? It's not so much anymore. I think after your first assignment, you sort of get a feel for the ebb and flow of being in the Foreign Service. People are constantly coming and going in a Mm -hmm. two or three year cycle, depending on who they're working for. and, and you learn. You learn this sort of feel, this flow of packing up and doing an international move every two years and what it takes and sort of mentally where you have to be and, like, I need to start organizing and preparing and just, like, mentally getting zen with the fact that there are a lot of things that are going to happen in a very short amount of time when you either arrive at a post or you're departing from a post. Mm-hmm. So I think the first experience was a good one and eye-opening, and now it's not so difficult at Mm -hmm. all. That's good. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into the four questions. Okay. Question number one. If you were to write an autobiography, what is one story you would have to include? I guess I'd have to start at the beginning. For me, the beginning was being adopted. 
-hmm. and then being raised uh, on a farm and a ranch in rural South Dakota. It is, I don't know, I would say it's often the thing that people are most surprised about when I talk to them. Oh, where are you from? How did you grow up? And as soon as I say, oh, I'm from South Dakota, there's usually a, oh, I've never met anyone from South Dakota, is usually the first answer I get. Um, or I've never been to South Dakota. So not a lot of people leave South Dakota or the surrounding (laughs) area, so it's a bit unusual to be world-traveling and say you're from South Dakota. So the story that I would tell is that I'm one of um, three total siblings. Like I said, I have an older sister and a younger brother. We are all adopted, Um, and we are all, uh, well, two of us are of mixed race, and my sister is Caucasian. My brother is Native American Caucasian. I am African American Caucasian. So we have sort of a little United Nations family. <laughs> um, we're all very different, um, but we had, you know, great parents and a great family life uh, in this very rural America, small town setting. It, <laughs> and again, it was it was really a wonderful way to grow up to give you really good roots and sense of community and. Uh, I wouldn't change that for the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I always wondered what it would be like to grow up in a small town feel, you know, because mm-hmm. I grew up here, and I've always wondered what it would be like. In my adult life, I've certainly learned to appreciate city life. Mm-hmm. I, I would say I'm more uh, of a city girl, even though my roots are definitely based in rural America and farming and um, and ranches, horses, cattle. Like That's all very much part of who I am, but I really, really appreciate the conveniences of a city <laughs> now, and it would be very difficult for me to go back to, at least to the, the life that I led growing up. It's so small and remote. <laughs> I, I need a little bit more um, than that environment has to offer nowadays. <laughs> okay, question number two. What do you value the most in a person, and why? What do I value the most in a person? You know, as you age, you learn so much about people and how different people are and what you really appreciate. And I I think for me, it's people who will do the right thing just for the sake of it being the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Often you meet people who, well, what's in it for me? Or why would I do that? How, what am I getting out of it? But I truly feel sort of connected with the person or I truly appreciate people when I can just see them even if it may be a little inconvenient for them or cause them some sort of hardship, it's not the easy way, but they know it's the right thing to do and they just do it. Mm-hmm. No one has to force them into it. And I don't know if that's something I value. That's a characteristic I find yeah. um, very endearing. Yeah, because sometimes it's, it's not easy to do that, you know? No, it is definitely not easy mm-hmm. to do that. Sometimes taking the easy way out is... Easier. <laughs> really, really attractive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, question number three. Mm-hmm. So putting aside money, fear, and insecurity, what is one thing you would love to do if there were no stakes and you had all the freedom in the world? Okay, this is a good question. <laughs> you may have me stumped. All right, I'm going to have to think about this for a second. Sorry, I'm <laughs> going to okay. take some time here. <laughs> That's It's fine. Most people say... Uh, Travel, but I figure since you travel so yeah, much, travel that's not going to be your answer. That would de- Yes, that would definitely not be my answer. <laughs> travel feels very comfortable and normal. Yeah. It could be anything. It could be something like goofy or just fun. Like one guy said he would 
be on Broadway, and mm -hmm. this girl said she would want to direct a music video. So it could just be something that's, you know, just fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess I would want to sit down and not particularly any president and talk to them, but not in a political manner. Oh. To sit down and talk to them to really understand what was it like when you were the president of the United States for your family, um, what were your your fears and concerns, and when you were, you know, alone by yourself, what were you thinking of when you didn't have cameras and microphones and advisors in your faces, or in your face? I would just want to know what they were like as people mm -hmm. without that political sheen and all the opinions from everyone else to sit down and get a feel for, you know, like the living presidents of the United States. Oh, wow. That's yeah. that's a really good one. Wow. I guess we don't really think about that. Well, I think we forget that they're people because mm -hmm. you see them in a in a very different light, in a very skewed light, depending on who you're talking about or what's being discussed. And if you remove all of that, I think it would be very interesting just to know as a person who they really are. Yeah. I, I find that very interesting because I don't think you ever get like a truly clear picture of who they are as people. Yeah, that's true. Okay, question number four. What is the greatest piece of advice you have to offer? This is going to be a combo because there are two things that come to mind immediately. One is don't be afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably the worst because I give advice that I know I should be taking <laughs> but I'm not following currently. <laughs> but don't be afraid to fail. I feel like that's the only way to make progress in life mm -hmm. is, is to fail. You learn from those failures and you do better the next time or in the future. Um, and I feel like all of the people that you know in whatever, in technology, in music, in the entertainment industry, have failed all along the way. But that just makes them stronger and wiser, and, and, and you still achieve something later on. Uh, so that would be the one. And the other is be grateful. It is so easy to take for granted, because you don't even realize how, how lucky you are mm -hmm. and how beautiful the world is. Um, but along the way throughout life, you'll have little moments where you meet people or you see people who you don't feel have the same opportunities or just the same blessings that you might have in life. Um, and, and there may be times when you don't meet those people so you don't realize it immediately, but life is good. There is mm -hmm. always something good in your life, no matter what is happening. Uh, and just be grateful for all of those things, not just the big things, but the, the little things too. Be grateful for what you have. Yeah, yeah it's easy to forget because you get so used to it. You're so used to your life until maybe something happens and you almost lose something or you see someone, like mm -hmm. you said, and then you're like, whoa. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in traveling for my job, um, my last two countries have been developing countries, and it just becomes so clear how much I have and, and how thankful I am for what I do have because that is just not something that everybody, everyone gets. So. Yeah. I, I'm grateful for all for all the things. Having a roof over my head, having yeah. a job, because you do you take for granted that there are people all around the world who don't have jobs, yeah, or don't water, have a roof over the head, water, yeah. food, the yeah. simple stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have the simple stuff plus extra, you know. Exactly. So, 
Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for the interview. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned.